everyone. I'm Katie Darrell from the Top 10 Revealed on Access TV, and you're hanging out with the Rock Solid Podcast. Make me a deal and make it good for me. I won't get full of myself. I can't afford to be here. This is small town music. This is big town music. He's ahead of his time, you know, but he can't use it. If only he could prove it. Hey everybody, welcome to Rock Solid, the comedy podcast for all things music, both new and classic. I'm Pat Francis, and joining me in the Zoom room today is the host of Access TV's popular list series, The Top 10 Revealed, with new episodes airing every Sunday through February 13th, 2022. Please welcome Katie Darrell. Katie, how are you doing? I'm so good. Thank you for having me. Katie, today I'm calling this episode a very Katie Christmas. <laughs> Thank you. I like it. But if we do that, then we're going to have to spell Christmas like with a K, right? Because Katie's with a K and it has to be like look cute in the graphics. <laughs> Maybe we'll call it Kissmas like Gene Simmons would do. Oh, my heart be still. <laughs> so before asking you to do this, I just assumed you celebrate Christmas. Maybe oh, you yeah. don't. No, I'm I'm a Christmas girl. I am. I even if I wasn't uh, raised celebrating Christmas, I would still go Christmas. I I'm I love it. I love it. You should. My front yard has candy canes in it, as you can see. I mean, this is not just a Zoom set. Like this is like decoration in my house. I got a six year old who's chasing that elf around every morning, looking for it. So uh, we are a household that really celebrates and really believes. That was my next question. I knew that you had uh, one child. I didn't know the age. Six, that's big at Christmas. Oh my God. Oh, the magic is so real in the house right now. I love it. I mean, truly anytime, like I have, so I have this like bell that's on one of the uh, door, like a laundry door. And anytime he hears the bell, he's like, oh, did you hear a bell? And I'm like, okay, like it, like it's not Santa. Like it's literally December 15th. We're getting ready for school. I was just doing laundry. He's <laughs> like, oh my God, it's happening. Yes. <laughs> it's not, it's not Santa. It's dirty socks. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, but he really he's like Will Ferrell and Elf. I mean, he is in like and that. But yeah, I got to tell you, my husband and I are hardcore. Like we love putting on like Rudolph and, you know, Frosty the Snowman, like all the classic movies and yeah. watching the Grinch and everything. But there are certain ones that people be like, oh, has he watched Home Alone or or Elf? And we won't even let him watch those because those movies, even though uh, they're there's the magic and the believing yeah. there are even things that are said. Like I think in home alone, Macaulay Culkin once like see Santa Claus and he's like, well, I know you're not the real Santa. You're just his helper. Like that conversation yeah. hasn't even popped up in our house. Like when he sees a Santa Claus, like ringing the bell in front of his door, like that's Santa. That's so I was Santa. like, I'm not going to show him this movie because that will open up a can of worms. And so I like, we curate Christmas in this house. Look, I love that you're hardcore like that because that's how I always was too. Anything that was going to break the illusion, you know, because it, there's only a small window yeah. where the kids are going to really believe. Yeah. I remember when our, our oldest is 21 now, but when they were 10, they said- Now your, us, your oldest celebrates Jack Daniels and believes <laughs> in Tito's vodka. <laughs> uh, when they were 10, they said to us- uh, there's no Santa, is there? And we were like, we said, no, there isn't. And tears were fallen. 
I mean, it was like, and then we were like, oh, I guess we shouldn't have done that. But they were like so adamant. Like it was like they acted like they were old enough to know. And they're like, yeah, I know there's no Santa. There's no Santa. Right. And we were just like, yeah, it's there isn't. And that was a mistake. So don't make that mistake, Katie. I will. I, I will say my um. so my sister in law, her her daughter, my niece is 11. And I, I haven't gotten the total temperature test on what's happening this year. But I remember last year she asked that question. She's like, you know, do you believe in Santa? And, you know, my sister in law emphatically said, I mean, yes, I, I believe in Santa. I want to believe in Santa. Right. I I believe in our home. We celebrate the magic of Christmas. And, you know, that's up to you. Do you want to celebrate the magic of Christmas? And she was like, yeah. And that ended the conversation right okay. there. That's like no answers were given. It was just, do you want to believe in the magic? And so I think it's kind of like an unspoken rule. I don't even know if I've even had the conversation with my parents. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, truly, like the jig is not up in my household still. Good deal. Keep the spirit alive. Yeah. So, Katie, let me ask you, where where are you located in Los Angeles? So I'm over in the valley, um, which is crazy. It kind of hurt my soul a little bit. I used to be a sunset strip gal. Um, but during the pandemic, my husband, my son and I uh, moved over to the valley just to get a little bit more personal space while we were all locked up together. All right. Good deal. Yeah. I'm in Woodland Hills. So we're West oh, Valley. Okay. So perfect cool. hey neighbor. So Katie, growing up, were there any family traditions that your family did as a kid that you now do with your family? I mean, listen, the, the first, and it's not like, it's nothing really super special. I'm sure all, everyone has this, but it's, which way do you do it? Obviously we have the stockings. We do stockings uh, on uh, before opening the presents. Okay. So it's not a Christmas Eve thing, but so on Christmas Eve, you get to open up one present um, and, you know, you put out the milk and the cookies and the celery and all that stuff. And then when you wake up, you have to wake up mom and dad, right? Like your kids are not even allowed to go and look at the tree. So my son knows that he has to come to my bedroom first and that we do the stockings first and foremost. So that's really the biggest thing. Um, I know... Uh, Santa, Santa wraps his presents in my house. I know that some, some households he just delivers and sets them out, but, um, at our household, Santa does wrap. Yeah. Santa wraps gifts here too. Now, let me ask you, do presents happen before mommy has coffee or do you got to have your coffee first? <laughs> no. Uh, so here's the thing. So the stockings, it's a little rogue. Exactly. Like you wake, you definitely set the coffee machine the night before. So yep. when you're like, okay, we got to come out and everything, someone, whether it's grandma, grandpa, or aunt or something, someone's job is to just hit the button, just get it going. And stockings are without coffee. It, you, hear, you smell it. <laughs> it's, it's happening. <laughs> and so uh, you get your coffee by the time you make it to the other room where the Christmas tree is. Because we do stockings in here and the Christmas tree is in the other room. And then like at our house, we always had to, we, we took turns. We went around and everyone opened one thing. And yeah. you, know, you wanted to tear in everything, but we, we made them, uh, we make everyone just wait, wait a little bit because otherwise it could be over in five minutes. Yeah. And you miss seeing someone open your own gift or whatnot. Right. I mean, I will say, yeah, we, we take turns loosely. So there might be two mm. gifts kind of going at a time or, but yeah, there's no, you're not allowed to just find something and start tearing it open. Like it has to be mm. like, Hey, I'm going to open the gift that like aunt Mary Ellen sent. Oh, okay, cool. Like here's this one for, you know, so yeah, that's definitely purposeful. Um, and I like making it last that way. Yeah, me too. And then I don't know if your husband does this in, in our house. Diamonds? The, yeah, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, the, 
I'm the wrapping paper Nazi. Like as soon as something's unwrapped, I have to scoop that paper up because I'm afraid that someone's gift card or socks or beanie are going to get caught up in that paper yeah, and yeah, thrown yeah. away. So I, I clean a lot uh, along the way as well. I'm, I'm the OCD one. So I do a lot of the cleaning along the way or making piles. Um, yeah. Now, when it comes to actually wrapping, I do do a majority of the wrapping, but I am not a good rapper. My gifts do look like the six-year-old did it somehow. I just like tape here, there. Sometimes the paper doesn't even match. And, you know, you just got the odd piece to like cover the thing on the right. back. My husband like takes time, folds things with a crease. And I'm like, we're never going to get done if we keep doing it nicely. Well, that's how I do it. Like your husband did. I learned from my mom who actually used to wrap packages at a, a local department store. Uh, uh, in, I grew up in Pennsylvania, a very small town. And uh, so I learned from her. So I'm, I'm Mr. Crease and the tape is gingerly put on. It and looks really good. nice when you do it. It does. It, I, it I does. Mean... It does. But, I, but look, if I took a picture of the ones you wrapped under the tree and mine in a picture, they all look the same. It's not until you get up close yeah, that there's yeah. some trouble. But we do, if we do go to someone's home for a holiday thing and do have to bring a gift, like he will like rip the scissors from my hand and be like, I'll do it. <laughs> Just like, we're going out in public. Don't, yeah. don't touch it. My wife is happy to let me do it because she is, uh, she's more like you, not great with it. That's How why does your family deal with gift bags. Um, Are they like, I hate, I Unless it's something that like specifically only fits like well in a gift right. bag, you know, an odd shape. But I'm like, gift bags aren't allowed under my tree. No, unless it's something too big or like a a a, a winter coat or something, or yeah, or a, a, a an afghan, a blanket, that, something that won't fit in a box will go in a gift bag. But I try to avoid it myself. Yeah, agree. It's not as fun. It's not as fun. Uh, growing up, were you from a large family? So not really. Um, my immediate family, I have two big sisters and okay. that's who we typically did Christmas with. Um, I think occasionally we may have gone back east to where my parents are from because I grew up in Arizona okay. with the, all the uh, extended family was in Ohio. And my parents, my mom is one of seven. So if we did do that, then all of a sudden there was a lot of cousins and whatnot. But I mean, I think we only did that maybe once, twice. We Otherwise, we, we definitely were at home and just the core little family. Gotcha. Uh, let's talk about music. We'll, we'll talk a little bit about music as we go through the sure. interview today, because I gave Katie uh, some homework and she did it immediately. I asked her to just throw down 10 of her favorite Christmas songs. And uh, a lot of times I'll have to chase after people like, hey, do you have that list yet? Not you. Boom. No, right on I'm it. a producer through and through. I, uh, I respect that you needed something and I got to get it to you. And, and I was so happy you did. And the first song that you came up with was by Mannheim Steamroller, and it's oh. Deck the Halls.
tell me what that song means to you. So I, I I know not everyone loves Mannheim Steamroller. All right, I understand that it is a it's it's an acquired taste. My husband hates it. <laughs> I love it. It it reminds me of my childhood. We had the Mannheim Steamroller CD growing up. Um, it was something you know my dad found and brought into the house. And I mean, it was probably like the first Mannheim Christmas CD. I'm sure now like they have Volume 28 probably out. Right. But this original one, you know, it was something. It was very very 80s. That you're like, ooh, what is this synthesizer? <laughs> right. Um, so it brings back all those childhood feels to me. But then, in addition to the flood of memories, um, I, it's it's rocking. It, it, it is, is rocking. It is rocking. And it's moody. You listen to the whole album. And there's some that are like spooky. And like, even I make my son listen to it and he'll be like, this is a mean Christmas song. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, Katie, is your husband also a rocker? You know, I would say he's turned into a rocker mm-hmm. because I made him because, you know, over at Access TV, before I was doing the top 10 revealed, I was doing a show called The World's Greatest Tribute Bands. Right. And it was live from the Whiskey Go-Go on the Sunset Strip every week. We did about 80 episodes. And so each week it would be a different tribute, a tribute to Led Zeppelin, a tribute to Pink Floyd, Rush. And he he always enjoyed classic rock, but then by seeing like all these bands performing the music like so legit and live, I think he started to rock out a little bit more. And now on the top 10 review or top 10 revealed, I think, whoa, what is that? I like totally said it my happens. own name wrong. Like, it happens. Um, he also uh, writes and produces on the show as well. So he's oh, become a real, real junkie for the rock and roll. I'm not saying he wasn't musically inclined. He he is a great singer. He's got a beautiful voice. He grew up in a family of seven kids, and his dad was a guitar player that played at bars growing up and was uh-huh. the guy that you could say, can you play this song? And he would. He knew it. He could play it, or he would pull it up like the music and um, could play you know 300 songs from the top of his head. So he grew up in a very Von Trapp guitar family. So that is John Denver rocking. No, no. Does my son, my husband know John Denver and every song he's ever, you know, song or cat Stevens. Yes. Yes. But it was, I feel like I kind of was the one that was like, can we like put on like a little like Metallica and jam out? And I got him into that. Yeah. See, my wife sings, she's from musical theater background and she plays piano. But if I say, do you want to go see scorpions? She says 100% no. Yeah. <laughs> so. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Now, top 10 revealed, is it in the fourth season? It is. And now it's a tricky, it's tricky to say yes. four, in my opinion, because they do a split season. So we'll do a spring season and a fall season. And it's like season four, part one and season four, part two. So uh-huh. yeah, we're in season four, part two, which like normal people, I think what's called season eight. You're right. Uh, <laughs> but that's just how the network does it. And so we are uh, in pre-production right now on season five already for the spring Excellent. as well. Excellent. Who was someone that you 
got to come on the show. Do you call them talking heads? What do you call uh, our, our expert, our rock experts or rock, rock experts? Guests. So who was someone that you always wanted and then you scored them and you were so psyched? Oh, okay. Okay. So I always wanted someone from kiss and we got Paul Stanley to come on the show. That was a big one. Um, I was really excited. I think like, you know, when it comes to rock star name dropping, that's a pretty big one. Um, I had been stalking uh, Carney Wilson for a while and we got her. I've been stalking Lisa Loeb like since season one and we just had her come into the studio and she'll be on season five. Um, you know, and, and some people would be like, what does Lisa Loeb have to do with Iron Maiden? Right. If they make the list, you know, she's just, she's smart. Yeah. She knows her music. She's well-liked. Uh, she has an opinion visibly, you know, who she is, you read her name in a press release, you know who she is. And so that's why I'm trying to grab people that, um, you know, fill all the buckets. Um, you know, D Snyder's a regular on this show. Sebastian Bach is a regular Lita Ford. These are just names. Names that people know and you don't have to explain who is Lita Ford. Like, listen, maybe you don't know that she was in the Renoirs and that she's like, you know, the first lady of rock and roll, but you knew the name. So you knew right. that shame on you if you didn't know who she was and you don't ask. <laughs> and I mean, all these people are iconic. I mean, Lisa Loeb, she's been on my show twice. And you, I mean, as soon as you see her, you know who she is. Even she's if you iconic. don't know her name, you'll say, yeah. oh, I know who that is. You so- say. I don't know who Lisa Loeb is. <laughs> um, next song She's on your valley list. girl. She lives over in the valley. Yeah. I'm surprised that it took you so long to get her. That you know, it took long dog. because a, a lot of my hardcore press, I think I may have just floated out the invite like in season one or two, uh-huh. but I started hardcore pressing her and the pandemic hit. And she is very into, I don't think so. I'm waiting for the vaccine and I've right. got my kids. And that's the way I was too. And yeah. so even though we did film through the pandemic and it was, creepy and scary to be in studio mm-hmm. masked up and everything. I fully respected that. She was like, it's not for me. Like I'll wait for the next round. And she finally did come in. Cool. Excellent. I'm glad you got her. Yeah. Your next Christmas song. It's uh, a classic for sure. I love it. I don't know who doesn't love it. It's Feliz Navidad by Jose Feliciano. I mean, it's, it's wonderful. I, I mean, let's take a listen, right? Feliz Navidad, Feliz Navidad, Feliz Navidad, prospero año y felicidad. Feliz Navidad, Feliz Navidad, Feliz Navidad, prospero año y felicidad. I wanna wish you a I love this song. I really do love this song. Um, it, it, <laughs> my sister uh, claims it's her least favorite song. And so my son thinks it's hilarious anytime it comes on the radio. And so now it's a running joke mm-hmm. to like put it on in our household. And and I always liked it. But now I like it for that reason, that they, it's just like a little inside joke that a six-year-old thinks it's funny. Like if it comes on the radio, he'll be like, oh, we need to call Aunt E. It's Feliz Navidad. And uh, we went to Zoo Lights the other day. And as we were approaching, like it came on the 
speakers. He's like, ah, and so I like that it brings humor into a little kid's spirit, but um, I love it. I love the Spanish. I love uh, the, his voice. Um, uh, and I think I may have sung it like in grade school. It may have been like assigned to like the fourth grade class. This is what they come out and sing. And so I think maybe at one point I knew all the words. Excellent. Uh, your, and then your next song is it's more of a contemporary Christmas classic. It's hard to write a new Christmas song yeah. that then actually takes off and becomes a classic. And Mariah Absolutely. Carey did it with All I Want for Christmas is You. Oh, I could listen to this all day. Every day, all day long. I love it. I don't want a lot for Christmas. There is just one thing I need. I don't care about the presents underneath the Christmas tree. I mean, the way the song starts and she builds it up. I also like, I, I find it like it's my own inside joke because she's like, all I want for Christmas is you. And you're like, nah, I know you, Mariah Carey. I've seen your Cribs episode. <laughs> no one getting away with that. You better show up to Mariah's house with a bundle of presents because you will not do. So I, I kind of like that. Um, she doesn't even mean it. Um, but it is, yeah, I, I think I like this song. Also, for the reason you mentioned it, the strength of holy cow, she did it. Yeah, she wrote a Christmas song that has become a classic. Now, mind you, I mean, this was back in the 90s anyway. So, I mean, is it a, a, like this maybe is an old timey song? Yeah. Um, but I like that she did it. She created a new Christmas classic and it goes right on the list next to like the Bing Crosby stuff. Yeah. It's uh yeah it's it's 27 years ago 1994 that just doesn't sound right to me. God. Right? Stop it. I hate when math makes me feel old. I hate I know. Stuff, math yeah. makes you feel old. Don't don't think about math. And now a word from our sponsors. Hey Roxala listeners, it's Pat Francis and I'm here to tell you that we are stepping up our audio game with the new Shure MV7 podcast microphone. Now look, if you want to get the best audio out of your Zoom interviews, and I know you do, then you need to buy the MV7. It's perfect for podcasting, home recording, and gaming. It plugs right into the USB of your PC or your Mac, and it's ready to go. So take your sound to the next level with the Shure MV7 podcast microphone. You know what? I'm using it right now. Now back to the show. The top 10 revealed you are also an executive producer on the show. Yeah. Did you create the show? I did. I did. And how did that come about? Did you have to talk with a Mark Cuban at the time? 
Yes, it was 100% a Mark Cuban conversation. I had been doing, so I've been with the network since it was called HDNet and it was the world's first high definition TV channel. Started back in like 2000. Um, And so I've always produced and hosted my own shows. Mm -hmm. And uh, around like circa 2013, maybe, um, the network changed from HDNet to Access TV. And I I was doing an adventure drinking show called Deadline. And then I started doing the world's greatest tribute bands. Um, And then after eight seasons of that, Mark um, said, you know, listen, we've done all the great classic rock bands. (laughs) You've done 80 episodes. Uh, We're going to stop doing the show. And what other ideas do you have? Uh, I well, this is with, well, look, here's what I love about this story is even though that show was ending, he still wanted to be in the Katie Darrell business. That's true. That's true. He yeah. could have been like, see you later, loser. Right. Exactly. Um, so he said, what else do you got? And uh, the credit really does go to my husband. I have to say um, we brainstorm a lot together and he watches uh, tons of like NFL top 50 Hail Mary passes, ESPN's 100 greatest plays of 2021. Uh, and he was the one that put, and he watches like all that mojo stuff on YouTube. Right. And he said, Your network's never done a countdown show. And I was like, Oh, you are right, sir. Our yeah. network has never. And so I just sent the idea in a one sheet to Mark and he said, Let's shoot a pilot. Perfect. Now and look. I, I got to say, with the pilot, I, um, I did not aim very high at first. I was like, oh, you know, we're going to get these experts to talk about the songs. Maybe okay. I'll go like down to like Amoeba Records and see if like there's a record guy that could come on and talk about albums. Right. Yeah. And uh, again, it was my husband that was like, uh, I think you are like underestimating yourself, Katie. You know, so many rockers just drop an email to someone. And I dropped an email to Lita Ford and she said yes. And I was like, Beautiful. ooh. Now I have bait. And so I was like Lita Forster in the show. And, you know, I got people like Sebastian Bach and Dee Snyder and uh, Stephen Adler from Guns N' Roses and, you know, just really great, you know, people for the first for the pilot. And then obviously we went on and here we are season we four, are. 80 some on episodes about to approach our 100th. And Alita's also been on the show. She's fantastic. Such yes, a right. lovely woman. Now, the concept, it's a simple concept. Mm-hmm. These these type of shows. but if they're not executed well, they go by the wayside and your show is executed perfectly. And I have to say that sure you tune in for your uh, celebrity guests, Mm -hmm. but we really tune in for the host because you have to keep everything going, Katie, and you do a fantastic job. So I just want to throw that out there. I appreciate that. Yeah, I lo- I love doing the voiceover for the show. I think um, it's funny when a, uh, we there was an executive at the network that was reviewing an episode before it aired, and she was like, "You know, your your voiceover is a little over the top on this. You know, can you pull it back?" And I was like, "I mean, no." Uh, one, no, like that's the vibe of the show. Like that's like the point of it is that it's not dry and that I kind of, you know, my voice cracks and I get excited, but you know, I, I learned the skill of doing voiceover when I started uh TMZ on TV and I did their voiceover for the yeah. first two seasons. And so learning how to be like, Oh my God, there goes Britney Spears. Like <laughs> I loved the vibe that they created there. And I kind of took it as my own and now use it elsewhere that, I mean, these facts are excitable. Yeah. I am psyched. And I'm like, what? 
only number two. So it is, you watch the show, you get fun voiceover, high energy, water cooler facts. So you leave with a little bit of information. Yep. It's not just all opinion. Um, and at the end of the day, it's only a half hour show. Let's be honest. There's commercials. It's only 21 minutes. Yeah. We're counting down 10 songs. If you get to number seven and you don't like it, there's no point in changing the channel because we're only going to talk about it for like 90 right. seconds. We'll be right. on to the next hit, friends. The show flies by and it's mm -hmm. it's it's such a fun watch. And people, if you haven't seen it yet, what are you doing? Where yeah. are you? Come on. And and I, I I this is the worst thing I could probably say, but it's a great show to tune out to, meaning you can put it on and it's a good background show. So when we have a marathon and there's like eight back to back episodes, I'll even do it at home just because I like to, you know, review the game footage, if you will. Um, but you can text. And it's not like watching succession and you're like, oh my God, what happened last week? Or I need to see, did someone like wink at someone and like, is there a side game plan happening here? You can like truly be like, and check my work emails. Oh yeah. I love this song by Metallica. Oh, okay. Uh, D Snyder's hilarious. Okay, okay. Yeah. This song sucks. Who voted this on the list? So it's also like a multitasking show. And I know my PR lady was like, don't describe it as that. Sorry. It is. Look, Let's throw this out there. It's a great show to watch while you're wrapping Christmas gifts. There you go. Perfect. Let me throw this song out to you. A friend of mine, his name's Steve O'Dockerson. He, he does a character, Hob the Troll. And Hob the Troll uh, writes funny songs. So we're going to play this one right now. <laughs> it's, uh, it's a takeoff on Wham's Wake Me Up Before You Go-Go. It's Wake Me Up When You Go Ho-Ho. I love this. I can't wait to hear it. Jingle bells, jingle bells. I put my wish list into the post. It only had one thing because I wanted most. Jingle bells, I hear them again. I better way, way, way like an old jet plane. It's all I want now and I can't wait. Don't want to sleep now but it's so late. I should be dozing in my bed. I keep saying I want to ride on that Wake me up when you go ho-ho I'll leave you cookies and some hot cocoa Wake me up when you go ho-ho I wanna go with you when you hit the sky Wake me up when you go ho-ho I don't want stationery or a yo-yo Wake me up when you go ho-ho And take me with you tonight We're gonna ride so all right. Wasn't that great? It's so funny. <laughs> and uh, Steve-O's Steve great. And I, I just love what he does. And uh, you guys can go find that on Bandcamp with his other music. But so I good. I wanted to give him a shout out. Uh, let's talk about the song. Another song on your list. Mm -hmm. Baby, It's Cold Outside. Now, oh, you, uh, you didn't give me an artist on this one. So I will play the Dean Martin version. Sure. Because I feel like his version was recorded at a time when this wasn't a creepy song. Yeah. You, you can't record it now and yeah. not get it like a hashtag me too. Exactly. Um, and I think that's one of the reasons why I actually did pick it. You know, it, it got a lot of attention, you know, 2019 and 2020 of like, like people stopped playing it. Yeah. And I say for shame. All right. There's a time and a place and, there's no raping happening in the song. Like it, they were being coy and flirtatious. Yes, yeah. and if you interpret this any other way, like 
it's just, it just, it just went too far when people started saying that like it was a bad song. And I just, I do enjoy a good old fashioned kiss from a man without him asking permission. Sorry. <laughs> like, I mean, you, you read the room. And so as long as, I mean, obviously things need to be consensual, blah, blah, blah. But like, I'm not even sure my marriage would ever have happened if my husband had been like, hmm. we're standing here and there's this really lovely moment. Can I, I would have been like, this guy's a real, like, you know, and that's hard and that's hard. And yeah. It's going to be hard to raise a son in this day and age. But I think this song is a great example of they're flir- flirting, they're being coy and yeah. stay a little bit longer. And you're like, oh, but curfew. And you're like, hmm. I really can't but stay. baby, it's cold outside. I've got to go But away. baby, it's cold outside. This evening has been, been hoping that you dropping so I'll hold your hands, they're just like My ice. Will start to Beautiful, worry. what's your My father will be pacing the floor. Listen to the fireplace so roar. Really Beautiful, start. please don't but hurry. Put pour. some records on while I the pour. Baby, it's bad out there. Say, what's in this no dream? cabs to be had out there. I wish I knew your eyes are like starlight now. I'll take your hat, your hair looks swell. I wanna say no, no, Mind if I move in closer. What's the sense of hurting my pride? Baby, don't hold out. Baby, it's cold. Well, there must be a lot of mistletoe up at your house then right now. <laughs> we had, oh my God, our mistletoe, I swear to God, it is this long. It goes across an entire doorway. Um, when we went to go get our tree this year, uh, they didn't, we literally went the day after Thanksgiving. Okay. Uh, we went to like Mr. Jingles over by Hollywood and Highland. And I love that place. They're so kind every year. Um, and they didn't have any mistletoe. They only had the plastic mistletoe because we were there at, like first in line. Right. And um, so every night I was like, oh, we should you know, after school, go get some mistletoe and make another trip. And we just didn't get around to it. My big sister was driving uh, up in Northern California and calls and she's like, I'm, I'm pulling over. There's a tree and it's full of mistletoe and I'm going to cut you some. And I thought she's going to cut me some. She cut me a branch of mistletoe. So it is a full limb above my doorway. I don't think I've ever seen mistletoe in the wild where you cut it yourself. I've never seen it. Yeah. It's beautiful. Beautiful. Like, uh, I love it. Now, one of my favorite Christmas albums of all time is Nat King Cole's Christmas album. Yeah. And you picked Silent Night. Uh, Mm -hmm. That album was just a staple when I was growing up as a kid. Mm -hmm. I own it on CD. I purchased it on vinyl last Christmas, and I just love it. And his version of Silent Night is just, it's perfect. Silent Night. Oh. All is calm, all is bright, round yon virgin, mother and child, holy infant, so tender and mild, sleep in hell.
I mean, that voice, I mean, yeah. exactly. It's as classic as it comes. Um, it, it gives you all the feels. It makes you want to put on a warm sweater and hold a mug of cocoa with tons of alcohol in it. Mm-hmm. Sit in front of that fire, be with your family, be nice. Stop the bickering for a minute. Yeah. Um, you know, I love, I love his album. I love when, uh, his daughter, like she did like the whole album with his voice and everything, yep. the Natalie Cole stuff. Um, I, it, it it's good. It's warm. It's nice. It's kind. It's a kind. It, it is. It's a kind song. It's a kind album. Here's a top 10 revealed topic that I just came up with right now. Top 10 artists who deserve a biopic. Yes. Okay. So I like what you're thinking. Here's what's so funny. Next season, the spring season, the one that we're filming right now, okay. we are doing the uh, top 10 uh, rock star movies, a fancier okay. word for biopics. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, I mean, that was a hard list. I mean, obviously we let the viewers vote, so I didn't necessarily agree with everything that made the list. I think some things got left off. Um, but like, of course, like Bohemian Rhapsody, Rocket Man, like these ones make the list. Um, yeah. The Doors. I do this other show, oddly, um, on Access TV for their digital side. It's called Music High Five, and it's uh, a five-minute like music news recap show. Um, every Friday it premieres, and we're in the middle of editing the episode for that'll air uh, on uh, December seventeenth, um, or I'll say upcoming Friday. I don't know the okay. air date. Sorry, I apologize. You've all been had. Uh, <laughs> so, anyways, on one of our on one of our episodes of the music high five, the topic was upcoming music movies that are in production. And there's like seven different things in production right now. Everyone's getting one at this point. And the reason I brought that up is because why isn't there one on Nat King Cole? I feel like he he broke ground as an African-American artist back in the day, had his own TV show, lots of stuff there. Yeah. Uh, Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Moving on to Christmas songs, we've got, you had Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas and you gave me three options, Judy Garland, Twisted Sister, but I chose Michael Buble because Mm. I have that in my iTunes library. So let's give a little listen to the smooth vocal stylings of a Michael Buble. Have yourself a merry little Christmas. Let your heart be light From now on Our troubles will be out of sight Have yourself a merry little Christmas Make the Yuletide game From now on Our troubles will be miles away It's just, it's perfect. It's so fun. 
It is perfect. And I do like that Buble didn't start out, you know, he was a standards guy. So it was easy, yeah. like after his first standards album came out to obviously put out a holiday album, but he has become a holiday icon. Like Buble is everywhere and he puts yep. out a new song every season. I like this song, obviously first done by Judy Garland. Um, it's in meet me in St. Louis. Um, or Lewis, however you want to say it. One of the things, um, I didn't realize it was such a sad song and I didn't realize that until we actually had it on a top 10 list. Um, I think it is that top 10 revealed like holiday musts list. It is uh, sad. It's thinking about like that. A lot of soldiers weren't coming home, uh, literally and figuratively, um, you know, some are far and they will come down eventually. And some just aren't going to make it home. Um, so it's a sad song. She has such a great voice. Um, I think Buble has made it a, a little bit more romantic versus sad and yeah. somber. Um, and then the Twisted Sister version. It's crazy. It's that, like the version of We're Not Gonna Take It of a Christmas yep, song. There, that Twisted Sister uh, Christmas album is a, is a rocking good time for sure. Yeah. All right. We're not going to get through all Katie's songs, but I will tweet them out when this episode drops next Thursday. And I do want to tell you where to find Katie. She's on Twitter and Instagram at Katie Daryl. Uh, and that's with one R D A R Y L. Cause you can spell it with two, but you do not. Uh, thank you so much for coming on the show. I really thank appreciate you for having it. Me. This has been real. This is treat. This is, went, I like this because so it's fast. a lot different than the ones I've been doing. So. It went so quickly. Uh, but yeah, last year Liz fair did it. And, uh, and this year it's a very Katie Christmas. I appreciate you. Thank you for having me. Um, I love Christmas. So you you can count on me to, to, to be here anytime you want to talk Christmas. Thank you so much. And Katie, if, uh, if anyone ever drops out last minute for that show, the top 10 revealed, and you want to go with a podcaster who's fun and knowledgeable and not too ugly, give me a call. When when uh, Lisa Loeb can't make it, you already have the glasses. We'll uh, just be like, what? These these are just readers. I need these. Uh, these are not normally. I would not wear glasses, but well, so, duly noted. We shall put you in the Rolodex now. As our playout song today, one of my listeners has written a brand new Christmas song. It's called Christmas with You. It's written and performed by Michael Wagner and Sheila Swift. This song is on all streaming services. So if you like it, folks. Please add it to your holiday playlist. Katie Darrell, you have a wonderful Christmas season. I am so excited that you have a six-year-old and it is going to be so much fun for you this year. And you also, you get a real Christmas tree and so do we. So keep doing that. (laughs) Most definitely. Stay safe and thanks for having me. Thank you. Happy holidays, Katie. Child's white eye dreams to move.
the green and red. That's why the green and red. 